to the Prophecy Club. I've got some good news that actually doesn't have anything to do with Bible prophecy directly. And that is, those of you that listen to our uh, live stream, we found the problem. First of all, one of the mics was not working, and it's because we'd got an old transmitter mixed up with a new transmitter. And the the right group and the right channel were not working. They were, they were not set right. Maybe that's the way to say it simply. We got that fixed. Also, as far as the live stream, we found out that we did not have our mixer board hooked into our TriCaster correctly, and it gave some static and a 60-cycle hum. We believe that we will have that fixed, but, of course, since we're going to Topeka, Kansas with everything for this weekend, solemn October assembly on Halloween, we won't know until we actually get there. But we think we have found the problem with that, too, so hopefully we've solved those problems. And before I get into today's topic, which is a confirmation of Dana Coverstone's dream, I want to first talk about the debate. I talked about this Friday night at the Bible study, but again, there was mic problems, so I'm going to go through it again. I believe that this last debate between Joe Biden and Donald Trump was a Democratic setup. It was a setup, and I'm going to explain to you how I know that. First of all, the big question you might say is, okay, so who are you, and why would we possibly believe you that you would know about some kind of a setup? So let me tell you my background. For 13 years, I used to be a public speaking instructor. I used to listen to about 250 talks a week, and I did that for 13 years. Now, why is that important? Well, because when a person is talking about an incident that they have relived, there are certain things that always happen in a normal, natural talk. One of them is stumbles. There's always us, and let me see how I want to say this, and how do I word this? And with Joe Biden, we didn't see that. Now, we know he is a stutter M. M how do I say? <laughs> I, I just did myself. Uh, that, that's the point. I'm, I'm saying that it's normal for mistakes in our wording to be there. But they weren't there with Joe Biden, and we know he's kind of a stumble-at-us guy, and yet they were pretty much all gone. Why? Because he knew the questions in advance. He had already prepared what he was going to say. Here's how they did it. The, all of the questions were given to Biden in advance, in my opinion, and he had his words all prepared. And as a matter of fact, if you noticed, and here's proof of it, Biden had notes, but Trump, he didn't have any notes. Why didn't he have any notes? Because he didn't know the questions. How is it that Biden could have notes? Because he knew the questions. He already knew the answers, and he was prepared to go, and those were just refreshers as he was going through it. So here's the way they did it. The Democratic monitor first would ask Trump an attacking question. He had two minutes to answer uninterrupted. Then it would go over to Biden, and he would give his answer, his prepared answer. Then the monitor would ask the second attacking question, and then it would go to Biden, and he would give his prepared answer. And they did this through the whole thing. I didn't keep exact count, but let's say there were 20 questions. I believe there was only like two or three questions that went to Biden first, and they were non-attacking questions. They were easy questions, and they were questions designed to make him look good. In other words, the whole thing was a setup. And so you may be saying, well, how would you do it if you're so smart? 
I would say, here's what I think they ought to do. I don't think that they should have a monitor at all. They think I think that they just need to show up with 50, well, maybe 20, 20 questions from each one of the candidates that are then dropped into one of those balls that spin around. And the, the Trump questions are opened and answered by Biden. And when he has the question, of course, someone reads the question to him. And then the rule is you must answer the question according to the panel. And then we have an unbiased panel of perhaps people like Supreme Court justices that says, no, you have not answered the question, or yes, you've answered the question, or she or he answered the question satisfactorily, and then they go on. Meaning that Trump then would open a question to him from Biden and then reverse, and then Biden would open a question to him from Trump. There is no moderator in there at all, and they must answer the question. That would be a debate. That would be a debate that would really work and not another setup, because all of these are setups. So the debate plan went like this. The moderator asked an attacking question. Trump did his best off the top of his head to answer it. And then Biden came up with his prepared answer. Then moderator asks another attacking question. Trump does his best to answer it. And then Biden answers it with his prepared answer. So it's attack Trump. Biden answers. Attack Trump. Biden answers. Attack Trump. Biden answers. And that's essentially the whole evening. It's a setup. Now, what I think Trump should have said is, well, you, you asked me the last attacking question. Now it's time for you to ask Biden an attacking question. And she wouldn't have had one because she didn't have any attacking question for Biden. OK, now let's go to the second point I wanted to make. Saturday evening, when Trump was speaking, he said their heads are exploding. Now, the backup to this was he talked about the federal government. He used the word federal twice. He also used the word Supreme Court justices twice. Then he says, and I'm going to let you hear it here in just a minute. He says, and me, their worst nightmare as swift, their heads are exploding. Well, I think that that fits right in and confirms our understanding of the Coverstone Dream talking about their heads exploding, which I'll read here in just a second. First, I just want you to hear President Trump say their heads are exploding. Is there going to pack the Supreme Court with far left judges who will eliminate your Second Amendment? And if uh, if you happen to be pro-life, you can forget that. You can forget that. They will change. They will change everything. They will change it. You know, we took our time. I have three Supreme Court justices. We have a great one coming. A great one coming. Three great ones. You know, many presidents have had none. Think of it. And me, their worst nightmare has three. <laughs> their heads are exploding. You know, the extra. Now listen to it again, because he's talking about it in relation to the Supreme Court judges. Their heads are exploding. Their heads are exploding. All right, now let's go to the Coverstone dream he is actually talking about. This was given to Dana Coverstone August 10th, and I'm going to skip through it because we've already read it word for word. But he says, I saw in the month of October, the finger dragged from the second to the third week of October, then pointed to October 31st, that's Halloween, held it in that position and tapped it there. Then he said he saw a rock fly out of the sky and land in a large pond and ripples went every place. 
we thought that that might be a meteor. No, it's saying that I believe it. And I said this, uh, I think it was last week, that this is obviously talking about the Supreme Court justice. Well, by the time you hear this, will have already been confirmed as a, as a Supreme Court justice. Then it went on to say in the second week of October, he saw heads exploding that looked like M80, Black Cat, or Lady Fingers. And we said last week that this had to be talking about the Supreme Court justices. Then Saturday night, as Trump is talking about the Supreme Court justices, he specifically said their heads exploded. So that that tells us, now there's some good news. It tells us that we are correct in our understanding that he was talking about Supreme Court judges would cause these people's heads to blow up. That's actually a good interpretation. Also confirms where we are with this. Then the next part of the dream goes into, I saw the $100 bill, the size of a flag, hanging on the flagpole, burning on one corner. It was being lowered like a flag lowered at the end of the day. People had their hands over their hearts and crying because their god of money was being lowered. The dollar, listen carefully, the dollar had lost its value, and it burned until only a third of it was left. Now, what's that saying? It's saying that the dollar is about to be devalued, or somehow it's going to lose roughly two-thirds of its value. Well, that is what Maurice Scalar said What back in 2008. He prophesied that, and he said eventually it would be worthless. Then we also had Daniel Davis, a missionary out of Costa Rica, come and speak at Prophecy Club. He made a DVD called I Saw the Dollar Dead, in which he said he saw a person that was dressed like a government official step up to the microphone and say, ladies and gentlemen, I have an announcement to make. The United States, as you have known it, has ceased to exist. All property lines are dissolved and the U.S. dollar is worthless. Then we also had Terry Bennett say about the same thing, as well as Shane Warren. So we've got several people saying that the dollar is going to go away. Also, we had uh, finalwakeupcall.info. I've read that several times. He also says the same thing. He says that there's a new system coming in. Now, he says that, not me. He says that. Now, let's go to the rest of the dream. So the dollar had lost its value, and it burned until only a third of it was left. To the protesters, the death of the dollar was a celebration, meaning to some people, the death of the dollar is going to be bad, to some people is going to be good. Many people were celebrating, while others were devastated and totally torn up over the death of the dollar. When? Well, the thing that has got America shaken about the Coverstone dreams is their calendar dreams. He specifically told this is what is happening in this particular month. Now, let me go back to the first of this dream, because it's telling us that it's going to be happening in the second and third week of October, and the angel, the finger that he saw, specifically circled October 31 or Halloween, meaning that on or before the end of this weekend, if this is all, it may be a little bit more general. I'm not saying it's absolutely positively got to happen by the end of the month, but I'm telling you that is the interpretation of the prophecy. It's saying by the end of the month, the dollar bill is going to lose. Now, again, it's not me saying that. This is what this guy is saying. This is the interpretation of the dream. It's saying that by the end of the month, the dollar will lose two-thirds of its value, and there's going to be people crying over the dollar losing that value. 
He said the value of the American dollar was dying. I heard someone playing taps in the background. Then I saw small churches and small groups of people kneeling and praying, wrestling in prayer with the spirit of the age. He said he saw relentless attacks against them, but they stayed faithful. And those people that were faithful and fighting in the spirit were protected, yet they continued to fight. Then I'm skipping down. He also saw puffed up pastors and prophets wearing expensive suits. They were preaching against the idea of a coming persecution. These were the ones who had promised prosperity, health, and wealth, only good things. But as they spoke, their words began to become slurred, and their clothes began coming off, meaning that all of the lies that they were putting out, I believe it's talking specifically about pre-trib, but not just only pre-trib. It's just basically all of the prosperity preaching. All of a sudden, something big and bad happens across our nation to the point to where the prosperity preachers are proven wrong. Now, I'm praying that that is not suitcase nukes. I'm praying that something happens with our money system to where, and this is what it's saying. Now, again, let me just also say, This is not a hard and fast prophecy. It's not saying this absolutely positively is going to happen during the month of October. What it is saying, that is, if you do not pray absolutely positively, this is what's going to happen by the end of October. And, of course, the elephant in the room that we all want to know about is, were our prayers in September enough? Were our prayers in September enough to soften or delay what we could not pray away. Let me say it again. The question we all want to know is, were our prayers in September enough to soften and delay what we could not pray away? In other words, I think that the prophecies given to Dana Coverstone are saying, if you don't pray, this is what's coming. Kind of like God said to Jonah, if Of course, he didn't tell them that there was a possibility of escaping. He simply sent Jonah in and said, in 40 days, I'm going to destroy it. And of course, as you know, the king and the people of Nineveh repented. They called a big fast, no food, no water. And as a result, God delayed it not 40 days. It was 40 years later. And I would love to think that America was given 40 more years. I mean, it would mean that most all of us would not see any of this trouble coming. And if you go back into the Old Testament, there's many occasions where, I mean, like, for example, with Hezekiah, he said, because Hezekiah prayed and repented, he gave him 15 more years. There's other occasions where, see, God doesn't want to bring this. The whole point, the whole reason God spoke to Dana Coverstone is because he doesn't want to see these come to pass. But like the Bible says, if he doesn't find someone to stand in the gap, if he doesn't find someone to pray that it does not come, this is what is coming. Now, here's what I would like to see. I would like to see by the end of the month that there is not a problem with our finances. I would like to think that there's not suitcase nukes going off by the end of the year. I would like to think that we have prayed sufficiently to where instead a great time of enlightenment, I'm talking about good financial things, like, well, good financial things happen, inventions like anti-gravity, free energy, and also cures like Alzheimer's and things like that that are released. So I would like to think, even though I want to see pre-trib exposed for the lie that it is, I would still, I want to see, I want good things to come. I don't want all this bad stuff to come. 
That's the reason I get on the radio and I talk about it because I don't want to see it come. I want to see enough people fast and pray, which is why, by the way, we're inviting you to come to Topeka, Kansas this weekend. We're going to be fasting and praying 12 hours on Halloween, the deadliest holiday in human history. And we're going to be sticking our finger in the devil's eye, saying, through the authority and by the power of the blood of Jesus, we're telling you to back off of our nation. Get off. That's why we blow the shofar at 8 o'clock in the morning and then again at 8 o'clock in the evening to start and to stop because the shofar is a declaration of war. That's what we're doing in the spirit. We're declaring war on Satan that is ruling over our nation. And if we don't, these things will come to pass. So I do not want to see, I do not want to see any kind of a problem come with our finances or suitcase nukes going off or a big protest. I I want to see Trump, like this whole thing about there's going to be a contested election. I don't want to see any of that. All of this that's in these Coverstone dreams, all of this is saying, America, this is what is coming if you do not pray. So please do not email me. And how do I say this in kindness? Please do not email me and showing your lack of understanding by saying, hey, those things Coverstone prophesied, they didn't come to pass. Hey, he's some kind of a false prophet. And what were you doing even mentioning that on the air? I'm doing my job. That's what I'm doing. I am a watchman. And it is not my job to see that everything that God prophesies comes to pass. It is my job to do the very best that I can to see that the bad things don't come to pass. That's why we're fasting and we're praying so heavenly or so heavily. And by the way, if you're one that's not fasting and praying that these things don't come, then you're part of the problem. Okay, we're not sitting here saying, okay, let's write that down. Let's see if that comes to pass. Because if it doesn't come to pass, we're going to call them false prophets. No, no, no. Let me say it again. No, no, no. That's not the right attitude. Instead, we don't want to see these bad things come. We want to see wonderful times come. Prosperity. We want to see that we get to the end of October and we fill up that room in Topeka, Kansas. By the way, go to watchmanstrumpet.com to find out all about it. Read every word of it so you really know what's going on there. Go to watchmanstrumpet.com. Get signed up to come. We want to see by the time we get to the end of the month that there's not a big problem that embarrasses all of the pre-trib preachers and all of the prosperity preachers. We want to see that we get to the end of the month and there is no contested election, that Trump wins the election. We want to see things go smoothly. And then we want to turn to say, Dana Coverstone, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much for being so diligent, for putting yourself out there, for risking yourself. Because, hey, maybe these things weren't going to come to pass. Well, and my answer is, if I have anything to do about it, if my prayers are answered, they are not going to come to pass. It's, they're not supposed to come to pass. God is long-suffering. He is not willing to see that any perish. He wants to see all of the people come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Believe it or not, he wants to see people however evil they are, he wants to see them get saved. He doesn't want to toss them into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone. He does not want to do that. He does not want to see America fall. He wants to see us prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers, just like Peter says. 
And if we fast and we pray, we can pray this away. And that's the point I'm trying to get across here today. This does, it's not a guarantee. It, I, look, I would love to see us get to heaven and America never fall. I would love to see that. It's going to be pretty hard when it's written in six different chapters in the Bible. It's going to be pretty hard. But and especially when it says these words are faithful and true. Another place in Revelation says and these words are true and faithful. So when it says those six different chapters, uh, you can take it to the bank. I mean, even the angel spoke to Dimitri said the judgment has been set. There's nothing. Let me say it again. There is nothing in these coverstone dreams that says this must come to pass. To the contrary, he basically said, if you don't fast, this is what's coming. If you don't pray, if my people call by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. Then I will forgive their sins and heal their land. That's what we're look. That's what we want. We do not want to see these coverstone dreams come to pass. So please do not email me going, he, 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 tee, tee, ha, 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 Coverstone dreams. Don't be, how do I say this kindly? Don't be immature. Don't be small. Don't be new. Don't be a neophyte in the spirit. Don't send me an email saying, hey, that coverstone dream didn't come to pass and show us that you do not understand prophecy. That's what you will be doing. You'll be saying, I do not understand that God sent those prophecies so they wouldn't come to pass. What? I thought everything God said comes to pass. Well, look at Jonah. No. Look at Hezekiah. Okay, so you remember the story. Isaiah walked in and said, get your house in order. You're going to die. Hezekiah threw his face against the wall, and he cried out, and he repented before God. He said, remember, I cast down the idols. I did this, and I did that. And please, you know, give me more time. So he stopped Isaiah, turned around, and said, go back and say this to him. So he, Isaiah walks back into Hezekiah, and he says, all right, your repentance, your prayers, your tears have been heard. God is going to give you 15 more years. And he had 15 more years. Well, hey, that's good news. So what I'm saying is, don't attack Coverstone. Don't attack me. Because we did our job. Our job is not to see that what God says comes to pass. One of the things I respect about Leslie so much is when God speaks to her, she tells me what it was, I write it down, and that's the last you hear of it. Never, ever does she come up to me and say, hey, did you write that down? Hey, you've been talking about that? Hey, have you made certain that everybody heard about that? And have you made certain that, that people are following what God? No, it's none of that. Her job as a prophet is to simply hear and speak. I said this to Coverstone. He said, I said, I think you're doing the right thing by not interpreting these dreams. He said, well, that's kind of what the Lord has told me, you know, to stay out of the interpretation area. I'm just simply hearing and speaking. I said, as a prophet, that is your only job. You hear, you speak, you do not have the obligation to interpret it, nor do you have the obligation to see that it comes to pass, nor that people believe it. You hear, you speak, period. Hear, speak, hear, speak. That's all a prophet does. They are the mouth of God. They do not have to see that it comes to pass. That's not their job. They hear and they speak. And so if we are doing our job, matter of fact, I'll say it this way. If we have not done our job, then the cover stone warnings will come to pass. 
So everyone that comes to pass, we should not clap our hands and say, oh, he heard from God. That proves he heard from God. Instead, what we should do is drop our head in shame and say, I didn't fast or pray, and I didn't get enough other people fasting and praying to stop it. It's my fault. <laughs> what? Yeah, well, now think about it. If these coverstone prophecies, these warnings, if they come to pass, it's our fault. Really? Yeah. Now think about it. Coverstone heard, he spoke, now it's our job to pray him away. That's why they were given. That's why they were given. So that's the reason I go back to, I'm begging you. I'm saying I'm speaking into the ear right now. I'm speaking to the spirit right now. And if you believe in Bible prophecy, if you believe in Demetri Dudeman, Michael Boldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Groover, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Maurice Scalar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, Bree Keaton, if you believe in these prophecies, then in the name of Jesus, I'm speaking into the air. I'm speaking into the spirit. Your nation needs you. If we lose our nation, we're not going to just lose our job. We'll probably lose our head. Now, I don't mind doing that. I just don't want to do it right now. Like one time Johnny was sitting in the Sunday school class, and the teacher says, how many want to go to heaven when you die? And everybody raised their, head, or their hand, but Johnny. Teacher said, Johnny, don't you want to go to heaven when you die? He says, oh, when I die, I thought you were getting a busload now. Okay, I don't mind dying for the Lord. Matter of fact, I want to. I just don't want to do it right now. <laughs> I want some more time. So that's the reason I'm speaking in the air. I'm speaking in the Spirit. And in the name of Jesus, I'm calling people that believe in these prophecies to come. Remember, Coverstone was told, at this point, just fasting the same fast, praying the same prayer, at this one, it's not enough. We have to assemble. So I'm calling another solemn October assembly on Halloween. We are going to ask you to be in your chairs at 7.30, bring your shofar, your water device, your knee pillows, and we are going to blow that shofar at 8 o'clock a.m., which, by the way, there's another church that's going to be blowing at 9 o'clock. They're in another time zone. They're going to be blowing at the same time we are, and we're going to send out the ministering, protecting, guardian, and also the warrior angels, and we're going to stick a finger in the devil's eye in the name of Jesus by the power and by the blood of Jesus, because we have no power, but through Jesus, we have all power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We, we are responsible. If we believe in these last days prophecies, look, if someone doesn't know prophecy, they, they're going to be the ones that say, well, I wouldn't pay any $25 going to a meeting to just pray because they don't know. But if you and I, if we know, we understand the gravity, we understand we don't do this, we lose our nation. It's not just losing our job. It's much worse than that. So I'm calling you in the name of Jesus to come to this meeting. Go to watchmanstrumpet.com, watchmanstrumpet.com. I'm calling you by the name of Jesus to come into this meeting. Every one of you from near to far across the nation, come to Topeka, Kansas on Halloween. You go to watchmanstrumpet.com. All of the details are there. Read every word of it and get signed up to come. Watchmanstrumpet.com. 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 In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. I was shown a secret door linking the feasts to the prophecies of Revelation. 
For the first time, the book of Revelation can be put in correct chronological order. You can understand Bible prophecy. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60. What is the most important information to every beating heart on the globe? After except Jesus, it would be don't take the mark of the beast. Those taking the mark of the beast do not get soul death, but are tormented in the lake of fire and brimstone for eternity. How do you tell them? Give them miss the mark. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10, one for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. Over the past 32 years, I've collected the best 101 prophecies from Dimitri Dudeman, Michael Boldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Gruber, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Maria Sklar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, and more. It's called God's Warnings for America. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five, one for 20, but don't do that, five for 35 or 10 for 60. My new book is called Tribulation Secrets in Daniel because that's what it does. It shows you the part of Daniel you need to know then you're about to be a tribulation saint and will desperately need to know and understand about the last days you live in. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10, one for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. You can have instant access to over 200 titles on a recurring monthly subscription of $20 or yearly for $200 at watchprophecyclub.com. Download our free app from the App Store. Click like, share, and subscribe.